0: Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished the Gundam Double O. My name is Jeremy. Targeted and recorded. I'm Tyler. I'm here. I'm, I'm awake. My name is Zach. Hey, we finished Gundam Double O, guys. We're not reading the manga or watching the stage show,
1: so... <laughs> I forgot oh. the stage show was a thing.
2: Me too, and I'm a little bit sad that we're not watching it. It's them? There are multiple? Do they cover different eras of the
0: show? There are multiple. I believe there's one for season one, one for season two, and one that was produced afterward. I believe. So
1: basically, the early part of the series, the late part of the series, and then after the movie, where Graham Aker somehow survives being blown up again.
0: Sadly, none where they fight Dracula.
1: (laughs) There are three Sailor Moon live-action
0: shows
2: where they fight Dracula. That, that, <laughs> that is awesome. No, that number seems low, actually. <laughs> they are surprisingly boring, unfortunately. oh Dang it. Yeah. Uh, ex- because the
0: chick who plays tuxedo mask is very hot.
2: She is the <laughs> <laughs> she is the one called Sailor Moon, and he is the one they call Count Moon, so.
0: Uh, this episode is airing too late for this to be relevant, but part of me just wants to read Marvel's uh, 1970s Dracula comic all day Halloween and live tweet it in our Discord.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I didn't. What is the premise of this comic? Uh, it's
1: about Dracula. Okay, well, thank I
2: you. I figured
0: that part out. His nemesis is this uh, small Marvel character named Blade. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> okay, I don't think I've ever heard of this guy. So
0: yeah, that's just all to say, we finished Gundam 00, and we went two hours on both of our Gundam Seed and Gundam Seed Destiny recap episodes, and I don't know how we're going to get to one hour on this, but we're going to Well, try.
1: I mean, to be fair, with the with the- Seed and Seed Destiny, we had the shorts that we also put into those. With Seed, we also had the whole epilogue, like 10-minute episode. Yeah, that's fair.
2: And in this, all we have is some uh, pages where Setsuna does a guess who <laughs> instead of a just show up behind who. <laughs> so what did you guys think of Gundam Double You've never seen it before. I liked it. It was a wild ride. I I honestly probably could have done without Awakening of the Trailblazer, even though I kind of like the ending of that movie, and I kind of like the beginning of that movie. And I (laughs) shall not mention the middle of that movie.
0: Um, (laughs) Where would you say the middle of that movie starts and ends? I think right
2: after Ribbons shows up and gets aced. I think I agree. It's like right after Setsuna shows up to save um, Saji and Louise. Louise.
0: I totally agree with that start. Where would you say the middle ends? Uh, right when at the Setsuna giant w- flower.
1: I was going to say right when Setsuna wakes up.
0: Oh, I was going to say when Grandmaker dies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that seems a little bit too close into the end.
2: Well, I th- I think there is very little end of that movie. Um, The end of the movie that I really like is Setsuna returning 50 years later and is a weird metal man. And also there's a giant flower station. I'm weirdly into that as a dumb sci-fi concept. So
1: I really liked Double Eye. The first few episodes are really, really rough to get through.
2: Yeah, I think we forget how slow the first half of the first season is a lot when we're talking about it later.
1: I was really expecting it to train wreck into the last 25, and I was like, how the hell are they going to get another 25 out of this? And then they did it, and I'm like, wow, I'm impressed. And the second half of the series is quite good, but it's got a couple of st- of stumbling points. They largely solve Alleluia's entire problem in like the first five episodes, so he kind of just is there for most of the second season.
2: Yeah, and I, w- I would have loved to see more Soma doing mm-hmm. anything, but also she is just kind of there because she is attached to Alleluia.
1: I would have loved to see more Soma and Marie like conflict.
2: But like between
1: the two of them, like her talking, her two personalities talking in the same way of Alleluia and Halleluia.
2: The pro- I think they do sometimes. The problem is they're just already in sync. They don't disagree the way Alleluia yeah. and Halleluia do.
0: We don't see it as an audience. My headcanon is the same as yours, Tyler, but I agree with Zach. I
2: would have liked to see it. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: We all kind of agreed there are points where it's, it seems clear like the two are actually at a disjunction, but we don't see them doing that.
2: Ribbons is, man, he's a villain. He's I don't better really, than Golden Boy from the first season. I don't really understand what his plan is. Just rule from the shadows and profit? Is that it?
0: Uh, the Aeolia plan, exclamation part question mark. <laughs> yeah.
2: I imagine he just wrote this down on, like, a sheet of scratch paper. and <laughs> It's on a sticky note. Yeah. <laughs> I have a death Napkin. Star. Napkin. He, he just, like, doodled Alejandro dying in the corners. and. <laughs> Alejandro dies in the corners. We got well, it. That's his name. Actually,
1: from what we going way back to the first season, him just basically being a shadow puppeteer and ruling kind of from the shadows and just watching things and kind of nudging really fits into what he said at the beginning, which is that he likes to watch. So like Gross. him just watching people and being like nudge, nudge. Okay, I mean, I'm the person in all the power and nobody knows is I think that's kind of his deal. It's we- just he's not very interesting.
2: Remember, there was that cabal of people with video cameras, <laughs> and that never got addressed again. Yeah, that
1: never did that never co- Yeah, that seriously never came up again. Holy crap. It was just there for the recap episode.
2: Yeah, there was like the whole observers thing, and that Alejandro was part of, and that just never comes back. We don't know what happened to them.
0: Yeah, to get back to the Alleluia thing, I also feel like Lock on 2, Lock Harder, has the opposite problem of <laughs> his arc kind of being shoved in at the end all of a sudden of, oh, hey, no, we had a whole thing for him, really, with themes and a girlfriend and everything.
2: And I think you mentioned this several times while we are watching it, the fact that his ulterior objective doesn't ever conflict with his pri- or with the primary objective or the like obvious objective.
1: Yeah, his, um, his interest as a uh, member of Cateron instead of a... Gundam pilot like they never conflict
2: yeah it, it sounds like a really good setup for a D&D character except th- there's no conflict that is ever thrown at it so well, you don't want to have inner party conflict Tyler that's fair but I do want it in my media um, even if it's not in my tabletop role playing games
0: similarly Sumeragi's alcoholism just kind of gets dropped I don't know if Gundam is the place to tackle an issue like that but I might have liked to see it because it kind of just goes away she just buries herself in work
1: I mean, I would have liked to see a little bit more out of her, like, struggling to deal with it. Like, after, say, like, they crash land, like, she has to, like, we see her struggling to, like, set down, you know, put him aside and not do anything with that. But, yeah, you're right. She's, like, she spends three years in the bottle at what what's-his-nut's place? Billy. Billy's place. And then Setsuna comes, drags her off, and is like, okay, you are now mom again. And she has, like, one little moment and then is like, I'm perfectly fine. I'm like, I've never dealt with this problem, but I'm pretty sure it's not this easy. Uh, well, like Misada, when she's doing a crazy plan, she's not drunk. And since she's
0: doing a crazy plan the entire rest of the <laughs> season.
1: <laughs> I think they did a pretty good job with Thierry and Setsuna, but that's kind of their... Like, Setsuna is kind of the guy in the second half. It's... And Thierry is the sidekick. Like, they both are like this is the thing for them
2: there aren't outside of Saji there aren't wildly good character arcs in the second half but there are a lot of good character moments which i like a lot well, i think
1: they got, i think Saji Setsuna and Tiario really got like they actually got the finishing point Setsuna and, and Tiario got the finishing point of their arcs that started in the first half and Saji got a character arc Louise is another character they kind of failed on like hers is kind of all over the place like it's very
2: stuttery they never really yeah there were a lot of cool ideas there and then they just don't do anything with any of them really
0: and getting back to Setsuna I feel like he's hogging a lot of screen time and all of the rivals like I said it feels weird to me that Lock-On 2 gets the kill on uh, all the yeah Yeah, I get what they're going for and it kind of makes sense to me because it's so compressed it seems weird and his conflict was way more with Setsuna and even Tiaria before then
1: you know it would make a lot of sense if uh, like we saw previously because lock on too constantly is saying like i don't want revenge or anything like that but showing him maybe through a couple of the interactions with anu before she bites it that he's saying that but it's not true like he wants to get revenge on Sachez for killing his brother for killing his family he's just burying it and so that would make him killing Sachez at the end make a lot more sense and be a lot more satisfying than just him picking off this dude like it's satisfying as hell to see Sacha's die because I wanted to see him die. But it would be nice if
2: there was like a character resolution, that a character there. moment yeah. for him,
0: where instead of his dead space girlfriend being like "lock on," and he's like, "Oh, I better target and fire to this guy." Yeah.
2: Murder that showed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like I don't even think you ever met him anew. Yeah, but he's an asshole. <laughs> I it's my my Innovate powers. Yeah. I can
2: tell. <laughs> Look so at I that see- beard. <laughs> You can't be a good guy with that facial hair. Uh, thanks, Hollywood Shorthand. I was going to say, hopping back to Sumeragi, I also wasn't wildly satisfied with the way they wrapped up Billy and Sumi- It's It's actually weird talking about it like this. Like, man, there are a lot of things that I wish they would have done better, but I ended up liking it pretty well regardless. I think it's so. because
1: what it did well, it did very well. It's just, also, we do an analysis thing here, so we're breaking all the little points down. I agree with you, though. They, The Billy and, and uh, Sumeragi resolution, like, it, it, it's it's mostly because they didn't really do anything with Billy, right? Like yeah. Billy is just like, I'm here, revenge, tear this picture up. Well, and then he's like, I'm going to be gone for the next three episodes.
2: And you know what It would have been cool, since they had Graham there, who was hellbent on revenge, if they could bounce off of each other, and then he could see how revenge was destroying Graham, and he's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't seek revenge either, and then... That would have been a cool thing that they could like, have done. But... Having
1: them constantly building each other up on like the revenge kick, the revenge kick. Especially if they attached Louise to Graham. And so then you have these three people who are constantly bouncing off of each other wanting revenge. Yeah, the classic that's revenge that's what they they
2: want. want. A classic writing trope.
1: And uh, then yeah, one yeah. of them finally realizes probably Billy because he's the one with the smartest head on his shoulders. Realizes, uh, I thought you were going
2: to say with the ponytail. but You know... <laughs>
1: wait a minute we are like in a serious destructive spiral here or even Cotty being there and being like what the hell is wrong with the three of you
0: you should get a boy toy (laughs) especially you Graham
2: (laughs) yeah I was gonna say it also never really comes up that Billy and Cotty like I mean it it is mentioned that they know each other but like it's never important to especially when they start working with each other
1: yeah because just like
0: what are you doing here you don't seem relevant to the plot and he's like oh but I am and then, I maybe built Ribbons
1: Gundam, maybe. And even the the connection between Sumeragi and Kadi, they never really play with that. Like, it's mentioned, oh, that must be that person. Okay, you know this person, but is this really relevant? Like, you don't seem to have any ill will towards each other. I think it works
0: because it adds drama when they're in conflict with each other and tacticsing at each other. And I think the resolution with Kadi coming to save them and being like, hey, we're going to try you after, but we'll let you do this. I think that all works. I think that's one of the better relationships on the show. Back to your point, Tyler, about liking it, but it having a lot of problems. That's very much how I feel. And I think it's just that especially part two of Gundam 00 is a page turner. At the end of each episode, you want to watch the next one. And like I've said of the ending, it comes screeching in at full speed into the station. And you're like, holy crap, how did you stop in time? That was an amazing landing to the point where you don't notice all the weird turns it took earlier <laughs> on until you're really thinking about it later.
2: I was going to say, again, there were just like a lot of really good character moments. I was actually thinking of like all the her- stuff with like uh, Hercury and Sergey and Andre, like that series of like two or three episodes where that hostage situation was going on was pretty good.
0: I also wish Andre just got a slightly better resolution. I yeah. do on paper like reading it as a synopsis I really like it, but they don't quite land it I think in execution.
2: I was trying to th- so I was trying to think of things that they do well um uh. that made me like it and I think actually just Pretty much all of early Setsuna is... Like, late Setsuna is great, but he's already kind of finished his arc, more or less.
1: Well, late Setsuna is kind of like trying to prop everybody else up and helping Saji with his arc. Like, he is a supporting character for Saji's arc in the second half.
2: But first season Setsuna is a strong contender for one of my favorite Gundam characters, so...
0: And I think second half Saji's arc is really, really good. Yep. If Louise's arc was just a little better, he would also be a contender.
2: I really like early lock on just in general as a character although he doesn't really have a whole lot in terms of an arc. Well,
1: no, he's I, got a tragic arc, right? It, yeah. Yeah, he's got a tra- he's got the tragic arc and he's also the mentor because he continues being sets as his mentor even after he's gone. I also like, like he is sets in his touchstone.
2: Exactly, yeah. I mean and ghosts of lock on pass keeps recurring to him. Um early Sumeragi is pretty good. I think the the first half of the show does a lot of character development that makes me just like the characters in the second half, even though they're not actually doing a whole lot. Well,
1: I think that's one of the nice things the first half, even ha- just having se- uh, Saji and Louise, because I think somebody like posed the question, would it be better without them in the series? And watching the second half, like no, you need them there because there's such big players in the second half of the series.
2: Like, if there's only one season of Gundam 00, then no, they do not need to be there, but... Like,
1: well, my argument is if there's only one
0: season of Gundam 00, it should be the second part.
2: Yeah, also that, but it, you need to establish that relationship that they had somehow, and I, the character moments that they have together in the first season are like some of the funniest things that happen the entire... They kind of stop being the comedic relief characters after stuff starts happening, but...
0: I made this point a lot while we were watching it, but I heard it phrased pretty well today, which is like, one of the nice things about fan fiction is that you don't have to spend any time establishing characters or setting. You can just get (laughs) right into the meat of that, whatever that happens to be for the fan fiction writer. And I think season two of Double O gets to be a huge page turner for the same reasons. Almost all the characters are established. We have to do some like, here's what happened to this character and establish some new ones like Lock-On 2. But for the most part, everybody's there. Tiari is different, but he's different in a way that makes total sense. He's
2: different in a way that he's like grown from season one. Yeah, like Sessena yeah. is the same way. Like Sessena is just a more competent, assured version of himself.
0: And so, like I said, it gets to be a page turner. And there are a lot of things where you're like, oh, I wish you'd done more with this. But like I said, in contrast to Gundam Sea Destiny, where it's like, oh man, like, why didn't you do anything with this? This is more of like, I wish we got to spend more time on X, not why didn't we do anything or or why
2: why did x exist yeah
1: (laughs) yeah like i'm complaining about this but this is one of those things where it's like i just want to spend more time with these characters if i'm entirely honest like they did such a good job of making me like these
2: characters i'm like i just want to can i see more of these people or can i watch the trigger anime that's in the movie um because i would just watch that as a spinoff so (laughs) which one the one that the, the uh, movie that's a dramatization of the events of Gundam 00 that they show at the beginning of, oh, yeah. uh, beginning of the Trailblazer. <laughs> Way lo- better villain.
1: I love that. I love that opening just because of how funny it is inside of being Like, it was not like that. Like, that is wrong on so many levels. Uh, we haven't touched, I think, the most. Too- well, we we've sort of touched on Graham Acre,
0: who's maybe the most frustrating thing is Mr. Bushido. Uh, yes. Uh, or-, or Chun-Li. Oh, right. I
1: completely forgot about her, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick one to improve, it would be Graham, because most of the improvements would be attach Louise to Graham as Mr. Bushido, and then, you know, have the two of them, you know, the, the whole, I want revenge on the Gundams, I want to fight the Gundams, and constantly bouncing that off of each other. Give them a Gundam where Louise is in the backpack,
0: and then <laughs> sit here and Sasha can have backpack fights, <laughs> <laughs> and, then it'll all, and then it ends with Alleluia and Soma going backpacking in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Remember <Jeremy, laughs> because
1: you said that I totally just had an image of of uh, walking through Europe with so Soma, man,
0: Soma ba- and in a backpack Nezuki style. Yes.
2: <laughs> Remember how Graham learned the ways of Bushido from Billy's uncle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yes, I forgot about Billy's
1: uncle because he's such a non-character. Uh, yeah, no, he's barely a character. Homer uh,
2: Doe cu- category. What is it? Uh, oh, I I got what he did there. Um, we also. Not that he's a character, but I do think he's a fun villain to hate. Um, Arturo Goodman, good job. <laughs> I mean,
0: Arturo Goodman is a role player, right? And he's perfectly fine. He's yep. no Bosque Om or...
1: It, it technically, is, it's, it's Arthur. It's Arthur Goodman. I know. <laughs> I, I just Arturo to, Bueno Ombre. I just wanted to make sure, because the joke we constantly were making was calling him Arturo Bueno Hombre. Because yep, I mean,
0: Chun-Li's not her name, and you didn't feel any declarative. <laughs> that. That's because I don't know her
1: name. It, I think it's mei Lin. <laughs> I think it's mei Lin, but maybe I'm being racist yeah, see, and having a G. I just don't know that character's name. That's why I didn't you I didn't char- correct
2: you on Chun-Li. She was speaking of her. Uh she what was the f- she was fine. I really wish they we could have gotten a better resolution to like why she was playing double agent no, and th- I didn't
1: That's the problem. Is her whole thing is I want to see something happen. And I'm like, what the fuck is your goddamn motivation? You haven't explained it. My I hate being
2: rich. Yeah. I I don't <laughs> The problem I don't have a bigger complaint about it because I, she was not enough of a character that I really cared either way. Well, that's so. the problem
1: is she keeps cropping up. Like, she has entire scenes to herself. Most of the characters that aren't our main cast that have scenes to themselves, like Arthur Goodman, they're like indirect conflict scenes. Hers are like, I'm plotting something. And it's like, the fuck is your motivation? What are you plotting and why? When you're doing plots, you kind of need to pay off what the reason for the plot is. I mean, she never does. It's, she's oddly close to Raul LaCrusse,
0: but I feel like with Raul LaCrusse, you get the feeling he's gone off the deep end and so the fact that his motivation is out there works better. And he explains
1: the whole thing in a couple of places at the end of Seed.
2: Yeah, she she never, you know, when does. the Joker
1: shootout scene,
2: yes. It, when
0: Moola is like, well, say what you will about exterminating all humans. At
1: least it's an ethos. <laughs> I mean, hers just is like, I want to see the world change. Okay, you did? Yep, it, it happened. Uh, so
2: aren't you kind of done? There's also the thrones.
1: Yeah, but they like are fine mid-bosses. Yeah, they're fine. Like, they, uh. they, like we constantly refer to them. They're just the druggies. Like they're just conflict points. It's not like I needed more out of them. Now, granted, because Nana sticks around, they might have wanted to do a little bit more with that. But I feel like if you do more with Chun-Li, that by default gives you more with Nana. And I really like Nana's ending and how it goes into Louise's arc. Mm-hmm.
2: I was gonna say good things. Also, just all of Sergey, just everything Sergey ever does, great. Love the Great Bear of Russia. Yep. Sergey's great.
1: <laughs> like I love Sergey as that mo- as that mentor, older you know veteran character. Oh yeah, no, Papa Sergey
2: is also great. Uh, <laughs> when it's just him and Soma sitting at home <laughs> with their sweaters. Yep. <laughs> um, no, I Sergey's probably. This is weird to say. He's probably my favorite character in the show as a side character. He's my favorite side character in the show.
0: I mean, that's fair. He's the drK of Gundam Double O. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah um, I was going to say, not, not to spoil it too much, but one of the questions that we got was, uh, which character is your favorite character in all of Gundam? Yep. And Diarca is surprisingly high on that list for me. So <laughs>
0: I wanted to transition to this. I'm not sure if it's time. But I wanted to compare Double O to Gundam Seed because lots of people Gundam Double O is for them what Gundam Seed is to me, and it being their favorite Gundam show and it being the one that usually gets recommended. And I think there's a lot of fairness to that. But one of the things that makes me like Gundam Seed just more and think it's genuinely better, not just a preference thing, is I think the way Gundam Seed uses side characters and the way that all of the characters reinforce the themes of the show is much stronger than Double
2: O's. I think I agree with that. I think that's also because Gundam Double O didn't really understand what its themes were for the first half of itself.
1: And I th- oh. think I would agree with Tyler and you on this one because, like, all of the characters kind of come to the same place through the, or like all of our main characters kind of end up in the same place at the end, of, like mentally. Obviously, they're not all standing in the, uh, you know, on the same block, but even Isaac, who has no contact with them. Arrives at more or less the same place as Diarka, as Kira, as Athrin. And the reason I brought it up now is because
0: to me, Diarca and Ezark's arc is just an echo of Kira and Athrin's to kind of show it's like, yeah, these two people have an extreme situation, but like, it's not only them.
2: I think for me, the contrast is actually that Seed does a way better job with theming and is like way more efficient with its characters, but I think Gundam 00 has a more interesting plot to me. I can't really tell you the plot of Seed in a way that like is compelling to me. Uh, for the plot of seed interest so but how, how would you describe the plot of double o that is compelling to you the fact that there's like an evil mastermind that set up a th- well is aeolia Berg evil yes the answer to that is yes <laughs> i um, wouldn't say he's evil he could have just told everyone his plan it would have been fine <laughs> he's
1: asperger's good yeah exactly <laughs> i um, was going to say he's n- he's neutral like th- he is
2: lawful neutral no the things going on in the background from the perspective of I mean, like, again, Rao did this, and that was, like, kind of a thing that was happening, but, like, the Rao-Patrick plan is not particularly interesting or compelling to me. It's, I'm a evil megalomaniac! I'm gonna take over the world! But the fact that, like, this guy made a plan 200 years ago, and it's gone off the rails because a bunch of people have subverted it, and you don't really know who the real villain is or what their motivations are, is a more interesting story to me, um, as people are, like, flying by the seat of their pants than, let's rebel against the obviously crazy person.
1: I mean, to be fair, that's the second half of double of a uh, Gundam Seed. The parts of Gundam Seed that I I think I've already said it, that I find extremely compelling is the first part before Athrun and Kira's that. fight, because there it's all shades of gray on both sides, and then when you get past that, it's both sides
2: are just completely no. evil. Well, and that's. None of the plot in Seed is particularly compelling to me, but the th- the way they juxtapose characters and the themes they play with with those characters are way more interesting to me. So, like, th- there is stuff happening around them and there needs to be conflict for them to be in conflict with each other.
0: Oh, I mean, this is why every high school English class tells you character is more important than plot, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, like, I think at the end of the day, I prefer Seed.
1: Yeah, I think I would agree. Partly because, like, it might be too far removed from it at this point. But I I'm, I can't really think of a point like when I sat down and said I wish they would have done more with all of these characters in the in Gundam Seed. Obviously, Destiny is a different story, but we're not talking yeah, about no. Destiny. Whereas <laughs> here we sat down with Double Ot and said, I wish they would have done more with X. I wish they would have done more with Y. I wish they would have done more with Z. I wish
2: they would have done more with Kigali. Yeah, I, I was w- going to
0: say, in fairness, I think it what is still true and what we said in our seed wrap-up episode is you remember Kigali doing more than she did. And Kigali is the character I wish they did more with.
1: Yeah. But, but that's one yes. character versus we mentioned about half the <laughs> cast in Gundam Double Ot.
2: I mean, we, we said this about Seed in our wrap-up episode. They were just incredibly efficient with their character usage, um, and they had a, wa- a huge cast to deal
0: with. In fairness, so does Double-O, right? And it's also very efficient with them. It's just not as much.
2: Yeah. The problem like, Toll is a really minor character to me, and even before his death, Millie and Toll were, like, one of my favorite things. And, like, he's a pretty much non-character like, in the well, his point is he is unequivocally supportive
1: of Kira like especially right at the beginning when they're like are you a coordinator and Tall is like why the fuck does that matter
2: but I like him better than almost any other random side character on the bridge of the Ptolemy yeah I was right? gonna say
0: but how do you think Tall compares to Christy who's probably the equivalent character
2: right? yeah and I prefer Tall like hands down there's like there's not really any choice there I like Chrissy. Um, I mean I like Felt Felt might actually be up there but... Felt is
0: the uh, Marielia right I mean it's weird like they don't one for one and you shouldn't quite I think it, it does a disservice to both characters but.
1: but I think I think he's right. I think Christie is the closer character because obviously both of them die in the first half of the series and they go on to motivate a different character. Mirialia and Felt get like basically boost or motivation from the loss they of that character. Up, yeah.
2: Uh. <laughs> well, she becomes Big Sis Felt. So I don't know, it's a, it's an interesting comparison like in my head, Gundam 00 is more exciting. Uh, but if, if I had to watch one again, I would prefer to watch Seed.
0: So. I, I, think, I don't know that I think you're wrong because 00 doesn't use any stock animation really. A couple of shots get reused, but there's nothing we see over and over again. The fights are way better choreographed because of that because they just have more budget and more animation techniques. And like I said, the second half of Gundam 00 is a huge page turner. At the end of every episode, I want to see the next one. And that's true for a lot of points of Seed as well. But Seed, like we talked about, is way more slow episode to build up, climax. Slow build. It's it's more like sex as a coital rhythm. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you know the story about Dune, right? No. Oh, Frank Herbert said Dune is like sex. Nothing happens for like the first three quarters of it. And then it's suddenly exciting and there are explosions and there's a huge climax. That's why they chose to make a, a movie adapting the first half of Dune.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where nothing happens. Yep. No, that's fair. And I, I think it does have, or Seed does have, good pacing rhythm like that the second half of double O has just very consistent pacing and that pacing is oh god how are we still going this fast neither of these are nearly as bad as destiny right (laughs) it is like like like, i said going
0: into it like this sounds like fainter praise than it should be not as good as seed better than destiny
1: yeah (laughs) i would legitimately recommend either of these two series to somebody
2: i think i would even have reasons i would recommend either to someone um i couldn't yeah tell you what those are right now but same I, I think it really de- just depends like because seed kind of ends as like a power fantasy as kira solves the world's problems with lacus
0: uh it's and- interesting you're right i've even said it that as much but like i thought where you're going is like i really like seeds ending which is kira yamato in space being like man did i even change anything or did any of that matter the very oh, right. very ending yes yeah. whereas double o ends with uh Setsuna being like yeah and now i'm captain america
2: <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because it seems like the opposite direction both of those yeah, shows should yeah. have taken.
0: <laughs> I, and I think that's why I like both of them as endings, but...
2: There's also, in a weird way, I feel like Double O um, is, especially the second half of Double O, is a way more of a shonen anime than Seed is. Well, that's, it's
0: because it embraces the shonen bullshit drive, right? It's, yep. Which is class, not classic Gundam because the original series didn't have it, but very Zeta Gundam slash Double Zeta era.
2: Yeah, and I think that's like at the end of the day, which do I prefer? I think it's probably Double O, but which do I think is a better show? I think it's probably Seed. So I think at that point it comes down very much to just personal taste and what sort of shonen bullshit you prefer to see.
0: I want to say weirdly, Double O has a lot of the same problems that Destiny does. It just doesn't have the production problems, and it, it ended up better. It's got it feels like it was made by the same people, but they did a way better job.
1: Yeah, I think the best way that I can put it is, I bought Gundam Seed on my own. I was gifted Double O. <laughs> I own both of these. I You're was gifted you, one. You I bought, bought the, the second half one. of Double O. Yes, but I <laughs> bought all of Gun- of Gundam Seed yeah. on my own, and I'm actually debating buying the remastered version, so I have it on Blu-ray.
0: Yeah, I bought two copies of that asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> and they fucked up the first copy. They had to send to everybody a redone version. Oh, and they man. were like, "We recommend you donate your first one to the local library." And at that time, my library was not accepting donations, so I just have it sitting there.
2: So asterisk. Yeah. What was messed up with the first one?
0: They used the broadcast version instead of the uh, fi- the master version. Oh, so there's a bu- yeah. So there's a bunch of incorrect aspect ratio and a bunch of coloring that's wrong and then scenes that aren't touched up. A bunch of Flay's nose looking really weird.
2: That was actually one thing that you're uh, mentioning with animation budgets. I remember when we were watching Seed, I used to pull out frames of just like really bizarre animation or uh, between yeah, frames. we
0: joked about the Z team. Doing Uh, a few of those episodes in bits.
2: Um, And there was none of that in 00. 00 has a B team, and
1: they're pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) The animation is great, but that's also, like, 20 years later.
2: Yeah, no, the worst I ever got was, like, Sumeragi making weird faces while she's in the captain's chair or something. So, Anything else we want to say on Dundum 00 generally?
0: I do like it. We didn't even really get into its, like, transhuman themes, and I think it's one of the Gundam series that does that the best.
2: I think it's also partially because it's subtle, um, which is weird because it's, like, not at all really subtle. But, like, Setsuna never really feels transhuman in a, like... It is not a significant enough leap from just regular human in a way that, like, new types, you're, like, having psychic flashes all the time. I think part of it is... Due to the
1: fact that, like you said, it's very subtle. Setsuna for the most of the series doesn't really have anything over anybody. He's a good pilot, and he's not even better than well. The he pilots becomes around a good pilot, but <laughs> in the first half. But in the second half, when he's like starting to get to the like I'm in you know I'm awakening as an innovator type of thing, he still feels very human. Whereas like in episode one, Kira reprograms an OS while drinking coffee in combat, like. He does it right off the bat. He's already way better than you, basically. Whereas Setsuna is like, he's just a
2: guy. I think the problem is, what does Gundam 00 say about transhumanism?
0: Oh, we need it to go to space. <laughs> <laughs> Humans kind of suck, actually.
2: <laughs> well, I've known that for years. And lo- like, I think in a lot of ways, Seed says a lot more about transhumanism, e- even if it doesn't address it-, it as cleanly.
0: Yeah, it really wants to like focus at the like almost X-Men level of like the fight between people who are not transhuman and who are right.
2: Yeah. We never really see that juxtaposition between normal people and innovators in 00. O. Other than
1: Descartes shaman being in the prison chair. Yeah. I think it's partly because it like, it's not a major point in the plot. Like sets in a being one becomes a point, but like the innovates and the innovators, nobody knows they exist.
2: And I, I think in retrospect, this is actually what I wanted out of the movie. Um, I, I didn't know what I wanted out of the movie before I watched it, but now that I've watched it, I think I actually wanted them to explore more what it means to be transhuman and fighting giant alien or metal aliens was not the answer I was hoping
0: for. Which they touch on, right? With both Louise and like Setsuna's withdrawing from humanity, but they never really say
1: anything about it either
2: way. Well, they don't do a great job illustrating like why they're withdrawing, which, you know, is hard to show. I can't fault them. I could not do a better job for sure. I mean, it would be
1: interesting if they wanted to play with it because they have three distinct characters that they could use for it in the series. Soma, Louise, and Setsuna. Alleluia to some extent, and and Alleluia, but like I was attached, I was attaching Alleluia and Soma together because they're kind of the same. Oh, that's, fair. Like, they, that's they, fair. They operate as a pair in a lot of the places. But like Louise is artificially created. We don't know exactly what the deal is with uh, Soma, and Setsuna <laughs> is like. Naturally born innovator, like they're kind of—it's kind of squidgy. What do you mean we don't know exactly what's going on with her? Zach, she's a
0: C-level quantum brainwave user. It's very clear. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, if you know what that means, good for you. I don't. That makes Hallelujah D-level quantum brainwave user, but Hallelujah B-level quantum brainwave user. <laughs> <laughs> he just min-maxed.
1: <been> <laughs> so like, they could play with that with those characters, but they kind of don't.
2: Yeah. So I'd, I'd be interested to like. Okay, I don't even know where I was going with that Since I I just feel like they never really, like, asked a question about what it means to be transhuman. They're just like, oh, by the way, that's happening. Because Gundam series just have transhumans in them now, that's going to be a thing. Sometimes it's a central theme. Actually, I think
1: in a lot of them it kind of is, but it's usually new
2: types. Yeah. So. I mean,
1: it kind of is in Gundam Wing
2: too with the Zero System, but Gundam Wing
0: doesn't know what it's doing at any point, <laughs> except when my perfect, beautiful li- waifu, Dorothy Catalonia, is on screen, suddenly preaching philosophy of me and Kevin going, like, wait, is the Warhawk the only one with a reasonable po- point? That's scary. <laughs> 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 All right, do we want to answer some listener questions?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's go for it.
0: We solicited some listener questions on our Discord and
1: our email. We didn't get many for O, so this shouldn't take too long. And I will cease to annoy people by calling it Double specifically Jeremy.
2: I mean, will you? Won't you refer to it later at some point? Probably, but I'll do it less consistently.
0: All right. Our first question comes from Bag of Magic Food, who asks, did anyone look into those live stage shows they did afterwards?
2: <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. How thoroughly did you look into them?
0: Not thoroughly. One of them is available on YouTube, but only in Japan. NordVPN didn't sponsor us, so we aren't t- mentioning them. But I It doesn't have English subtitles, so I didn't watch it.
2: That's a hey, Surf Shark, you want to hit us up? I'm like interested in the. I'm interested in the premise of Gundam live shows or Gundam stage shows because what the heck are you even like? Are there mobile suit props? I, I don't. I can't even conceive of what they're doing with these things.
0: I mean, I've seen a lot of costumes that look pretty good. Our next question is from Draven, which is, "What's your innovator name?"
2: Oh boy, um. So I, I said that I had like seven of these, but I forgot most of them. Uh, the, my favorite one Alex came up with, and it is Galaxy Holmes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty damn
0: good. I had a really, really good one when I read this, and I, I've i lost it, and I just have been trying to remember it and can't. So I think I have to be Xian's Anxiety.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Another one I came up with, uh, channeling Descartes Shaman, is uh, Maxwell Compute, I think would also be pretty damn good.
1: I like i didn't i probably should have spent more time but like i'm sleepy as all hell right now so it's probably something along the lines of like lazy fury or something
2: uh wait no uh somnus alibi there we go um that's terrible
0: i like that as for something i don't know why
2: <laughs> somnus is a good word
0: yeah it's true uh, and speaking of it, next from formerly Scarfman we have, what if the four Gundam Meisters did a Final
2: Fantasy fifteen and went on a road trip? Um, I think that would be great. Uh... Uh,
0: then it would be the opposite, and the first half would be great, and then the second half would just be like two episodes they didn't finish.
1: <laughs> I feel like they forget Alleluia at a rest stop at least once.
2: Who is the Alleluia of the Final Fantasy fifteen?
1: Group? I mean, Tiarya is definitely Ignis. yeah. I
0: get like Soma is Noctis. Soma is Noctis. (laughs) I like that a lot. It's not true. Uh, Soma is the girl you're trying to find. Um, Setsuna is Noctis. Yep. Does that make a camera boy whose name I can't remember? Yeah, Aluia is definitely camera boy because it turns out he was created in a
2: lab, right? Yep. Um, Oh, dang. There are a surprising number of parallels. (laughs) And Logon's the big cool bodyguard guy. Yes. (laughs) Whose name I can't even remember. I never played Final Fantasy 15. It was a fun game until all of a sudden it ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great
0: game for about 30 hours, and then you're like, okay, I'm done playing this game, I guess I'll start on the plot, and then if you get a 404 plot not found error. <laughs> yeah, I guess they'd go to some gas station, buy some chips, play some of that weird pinball minigame that's not actually pinball. I uh, don't
2: remember that game hardly at all.
0: Be sponsored by Cup Noodles? <laughs> <laughs> And Yeah, so would have sword bits at the end, because Noctis basically has sword bits.
2: Yeah, that is a true point. Um, how many weapons does he end up getting? 13,
0: I think. It has to be 15, right?
2: I mean, it why wouldn't it be 13? 13?
0: Because it's Final Fantasy 15.
2: Oh, uh, it's 13.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is 13. Like That sounded right, but I was like, no, if you're going to make 13, you got to make 15, right?
2: That would make a lot more sense. Is each of the weapons of reference? Oh, no, we're getting way sidetracked. It is not. But- okay. But I
0: think some of them are. I hope that answered your question, formerly Scarfman. <laughs> Next up, from Savage Cyanide, we have, what mobile sca- suit would you guys pilot from the 00 series, and how would you tune it up for a Build Fighters game?
1: Uh, Savage Sindane. Oh, Yeah, it's on Cyanide. Well, I can't read. That's
0: my secret, Captain. I'm illiterate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I probably spent a little bit too much time thinking about this as it came up. Uh, I'd probably take the... Uh, what's what's Lock-On 2's? I can, it's not the Dynamite. The Chariton. Take the, the Cheritim, add the Strike Freedom's backpack, and now because it exists, the bits and gun from the uh, Aerial Gundam. I do really like that shield that turns into bits that the Aerial Gundam has.
0: I do not like its butt wings. Why did they give a Gundam butt wings?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you get the, with, with mine, you get all the speed from the Strike Freedom and you get all the firepower you would ever freaking
2: need. I feel like I, d- I do a take on the Exia rebuild. And give it a goddamn buster rifle. How does it not have any ranged options? Um, it has a gun. Does it? Yeah, and it's sword. Yeah, it's got does a sword it, though. Gun. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't actually thought of that. You know, weirdly, I'm not as I love bits slash funnels, but I I don't think I would like a thing with bits slash funnels. So very much into the pile sword. So I do think some version of the Axia. I haven't given a whole lot of thought to this. Red. Make it Zaku red. Char Zaku red. <laughs> so pink. Yes. <laughs> Exia pink. That's gotta exist, right? Someone's oh, gotta to have made a pink Exia. Maybe grab the Exia and give it the Tall Geese's doper gun? No, that that's just silly, Zach. Come on. And no. what <laughs> You remember what I said, right? That gun is as big as the Exia.
0: And <laughs> your point? You can use it as additional thrust. I would have to have some hybrid between the double O quant and the freedom Gundam. I'm not sure what it looks like. Maybe I just put the freedom's wings on the double O quant and I keep the sword bits. That sounds good. Maybe I give it the right, the rail guns. Probably not. I don't know that that would look good.
2: Huh. Yeah, no, it occurs to me that a pink XE is basically just XE and Transam. Thank you, Amazon, for <laughs> telling me that.
0: Next from J. Albert. What Gundam character from the three series you guys have watched for the podcast is your favorite? Also, who has the best story arc?
1: I'm going to jump in here really quick and say... Besides Kira for you, Jeremy.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, then it's my beautiful, perfect wife who Klein, obviously.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Does she? What is her character? Arc? I knew No, you, No, Best favorite, favorite, favorite
0: character and best story arc. So, oh, okay, yeah. that's fair. Okay, my my favorite not, is definitely Kira Yamato. That's, that's I wasn't going was, to choose him for best arc, though. Just to be clear, I was not going to choose him for best arc. If I can't choose Kira, my favorite character, is it actually just Galakas? She's the only one I own action figures of. That's not true, I do have a Mehran action figure, because I found it at a secondhand shop for 20 bucks, and it was like, well, I can't not buy this if God is going to throw it in front of me. Hmm, I can't pick Kira.
2: Yeah, and this is actually a surprisingly hard question for me, because I'm a big fan of, like, brash side characters, so, like, is weirdly high on my list, like I mentioned earlier. I think it's actually Setsuna? I think Setsuna might be my favorite Gundam character. Partially because he is so quiet, and yet he emotes so loudly with no facial expressions. I'm really torn between Saji and Setsuna,
1: and I also really like Diarca. I'm really torn on those three. I think I might have to give it to Saji, though, over Setsuna, in part because he is a bit louder. So, so, and because I, I love how he interacts with Louise in the first half, and then I really love his arc in the second half and the way he interacts with Setsuna and the rest of the crew.
2: That's right. Are you also going to nominate Saji for best arc?
1: I think I am going to give Saji best arc.
0: Yeah, Saji was best arc for me. That uh, bit where he's in the double L riser and realizes he can't steal it is so good. Uh, Muleflog is my favorite character,
2: not Kariyama Division. <laughs> <laughs> not Lachis. Yeah, I thought about it long and hard. That's fair. Um, I mean, Lachis
1: if... is his goddess, not his favorite character. Yeah, <laughs> very
2: distinct. Uh, and everyone loves cool Uncle Mu. I'm actually not, I'm not sure who I think best arc is. Saji's definitely a forerunner. It's um, really a difficult question. It is. Like, almost to some extent, it's Athrin, actually. I mean, that's fair. My problem with
0: Athrun is the Destiny stuff, like, I can't detach from.
2: And, like, and this is Seed Athrun specifically. Yeah, he's a really I... good arc.
0: But, like, I was re-listening to our Destiny recap episode today to remember how we do these, and Athrun should not let Ray die after his Destiny arc.
1: I, oh, man, I, I just remembered Nataril's arc in the fir- in Gundam Seed, and yeah. I really liked that yeah, one, Yeah, Natarl too.
2: has a great arc, um... I mean, lots of seed characters get great arcs, and I think that makes it hard to choose just one. I think for me, it is a, it's it's going to be seed Atherin, and, and not destiny Atherin. No dino. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> what if I abandoned my girlfriend to join the army? Specifically the army she's fighting. <laughs> she, she
0: wasn't at the time. What if I was so stubborn, Kira Yamato cut off all my limbs? Although, I guess <laughs> I guess technically
2: rejoined the army I deserted. That's fair, yeah. That, which is why he was undercover.
0: All right, next from Llanos Highwind, we have... This one is mostly for Jeremy, but I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts. Considering this started as a Gundam Seed podcast to help someone accept Destiny, I would like to address the contrast between Setsuna and Kira. I always felt they are similar, but start at opposite ends. They both have Jesus Gundams. They both are evolutions of mankind. Both have large growths in their personality and maybe evolve into new type slash innovators? What do you think? Uh, yeah, that's just like Gundam archetype. They're both drawing from Amuro Ray, right? Like I said, they're both shitty teenagers that slowly become less shitty as time comes on, and they become so unshitty they evolve into messiah
2: figures. (laughs) Weirdly, I think Setsuna is not... I don't think either of them starts as a terribly shitty teenager. Like, Kira is kind of selfish early on. um, I don't even think Kira's particularly selfish. He's kind of drawn into the problem. Well, I mean, he's selfish in that he doesn't want to be part of the conflict because it adversely affects him. He gets over that really quickly, don't get me wrong. But... I always
1: got kind of a pacifist vibe from him. He doesn't want to be... Inv- He's a conscientious objector, and it's not his... F- it is literally not his fight. He's not from either of the nation's fighting.
0: Yeah, yeah but his flaw is he wants to take no action, right? Mm-hmm. Which is
2: unacceptable. Whereas, like, I feel like Setsuna doesn't start as a particularly shitty teenager so much as he is dealing with trauma. He is a traumatized <laughs> yeah. teenager. Exactly. They are fairly different characters to me, and although at the end of their... Like, what's Setsuna... Uh, yeah, what's Setsuna's drive? At the end of Gundam Double It's because like Kira's drive at the end of 00 is I should protect everyone and I have the power to do it and I'm gonna make it happen, goddamn it. What's Setsuna's drive? He, he's got the Batman Never Again drive. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, and I
1: think it's it's very much like to move forward, because that's always been kind of whenever lock on is there, it's yeah. like I couldn't change, so you have to change for me. So Setsuna's drive is literally
2: to change the world, like to so- to fix the problem it f scrooge change um no like i think at the end of the day they were actually pretty fundamentally different characters except for the fact that they both occupy the gundam protagonist ar- archetype so like
0: i mean there's a lot of similarities right th- but, there
1: are for sure yes but like their motivations are very different from one another personalities are very different from one another
0: but like i said i feel like it's things you get in every gundam protagonist even hero yui has a lot of that
1: and he's yep. nothing
2: and he is nothing <laughs> But you yeah, know, I think like you said it comes down to the fact that they are Gundam protagonists and Gundam has a has an arc.
1: For the as for the contrast between the two of them, I think it really just depends on what you're looking for. Like obviously Setsuna is more violent cuz you know, peace through superior firepower and Kira is a weenie who doesn't want to fight but ends up in the peace through superior firepower, which is the right way to do it and you ask me, I'm going to
2: push the kill the grunts button, but I'm going to feel bad about it.
1: I Interestingly, they kind of end in opposite places, right?
0: Because at the end of Destiny, Kira's like, I guess some people have to die. And Setsuna's like, I'll build a Gundam to talk
1: to everyone. Because <laughs> he takes over at the end. He is like the head of Zaf's uh, armed forces. It's so like he is. All right. I am final boss. You want to fuck around? Then you're going to find out.
2: Yeah, and I really like the fact that Setsuna ends at I want to talk to everyone because he is so bad at talking to people. It's hilarious. Well, it
1: also kind of is the difference in point. Like, they started in different, like, Kira started in a very peaceful area, right? And got drawn into conflict. Setsuna started in a high conflict zone and was a literally a child soldier. So the fact that they started in these opposite places and wound up in each, basically each other's area, but in much better versions of it because like, Kira's accepted this is going to be a problem, but the only way to stop it is to actually stop it. And Setsuna is like, if I can talk them out of it, then we're going to be good. Whereas Kira doesn't have to worry about talking people out of it because he has Lacus to do that. <laughs> I
2: was like, would Kira talk to Setsuna is the real question. And, and I, the, the answer is yes, obviously. But <laughs> I still feel like Kira's first like goal whenever he would get
1: into a fight with somebody, even if he is like, I'm the head of the military and you fucked around enough to find out. His first thing would be to try and talk them out of it. Second is and then bring with down Bernie. the
2: hammer. Uh,
0: <laughs> Next, we got three questions from Xian2000. First, which Haro is the
2: best? Oh man! So are we talking just double O Haros? Uh, I, I assume that, all Haros uh, of just of all Haros. Okay. OG Lock-On's Haro, Mr. Pink. Uh, Mr. Pink is up there for sure. I think I agree with Zach. I, I think. Because I almost nominated OG Lock-On Taro for MVP a couple times. So. <laughs> I did lo-
1: nominate Log- OG Lock-On Taro for an MVP, purely because of one, when it got washed away to,
2: to the, into the ocean, and when it goes, you suck, you yeah, suck. The you suck is uh, what I was thinking of specifically.
0: Uh, next we have, which is more useful, Trans-Am or the Seed Power-Up? That's... The
1: Seed Power-Up would be my answer,
2: because Trans-Am runs out.
0: Yeah. The Seed Power-Up doesn't it's a weird comparison to me because trans is something technological and the seed power up is metaphysical mm-hmm. it's on the pilot but yeah definitely the seed power up it's infinite use you just go super saiyan the only weakness is that it is if your character is bad like shins then you can be talked out of it
2: <laughs> yeah i think that's unanimous there's Transam's cool Transam's way more shonen bullshit um yeah that's all i have to say about that
0: <laughs> uh, last he asks what is your idea of the perfect mobile suit using tech from double
2: which is clearly the Soul Brave with
0: uh, sword funnels.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the uh, combination shield rifle funnels. Not the Cherudium. It exists. No, but I want it on a Soul Brave. <laughs> so. <laughs> Unlike you, Zach, we want to turn into planes.
0: Yes. <laughs> what was going to be the last question, but Jail Bird is typing something, is from Draven, which is. Would it be weird if I named my cat a new returner?
2: No, that's an excellent name for a cat because it's returned from one of its nine lives.
0: Yes, I would agree with you, Tyler. See, I swear he said car, and my answer was going to be yes because it's weird to name a car. But he (laughs) said cat.
1: I'm glad I wasn't. Oh, you know what I think it was? Oh, he edited edited it. I think he he did originally put down my new car because I think I saw that too. And I was like, didn't that say car? But no, I guess I misread it. But the fact that you saw it too makes me wonder.
0: I think I'm often tempted to name pets after fictional characters, and it always just ends up being weird to me because the name ends up repli- like the name in your head becomes your pet's name, and then you detach from that fictional character.
2: At least that's my experience with it. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, Jen and James have a dog named Lady Arya Stark of Winterfell, and that is now all I can think of. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> last but not least, from J. Albert, best
2: Gundam pilots to be a wingman. I'm gonna assume romantically. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say, in which <laughs> case,
0: Diarca is the only uh, like moderate. Oh, well, I guess Mulaflaga. He's a Gundam pilot.
2: Yeah, I was going to say Moo Mu- for sure, mm-hmm. but...
1: I
0: forgot Moo was a gun to pilot. Diorka,
2: Moo,
1: or Lock-On. See,
0: the- Lock-On would be a great wingman until he decided to mess it up on purpose to fuck
1: with you. Okay, no, okay, here okay, we... Okay, that's 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 fair.
2: I have two well-justified examples. Um, one is Athren For being like, yeah, sure, you can date Lacus, and the other is Lacus because man, she'd be really good at it.
0: Oh yeah, you're right, Lacus would be great at it.
1: (laughs) And I guess we can technically call Lacus a pilot because the Dynasty Wars Gundam games do you can you can have her drive Gundams. It's really silly. Yeah,
2: define pilot. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, Lacus is not a pilot. Um, in that case, definitely Athrun because you know, actually, no, Athrun would be terrible at it. What am I saying? Yeah, yeah, no,
1: everybody would be Ather- super attracted to him, and he
2: wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, Atherin's just cool with you dating his girlfriend, which yeah. is a different, to the, that's a different realm entirely. Yeah,
0: no, you're definitely right, Lacus, because like she'd be so good at it, people wouldn't realize that's what she was doing, and that's what you want. <laughs> we got one last question from Zeonj, which is, best pilot with a handgun?
1: Depends on the division. Are we talking about the toss, or are we talking about <laughs> shooting it?
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's Kira or Athrin. Um, you no, know, Lockon's more a sniper rifle guy. But I bet Lock-On 2 is
1: yeah, pretty Lock-on good. Lock-On 2 with, has a lot of Lock-on pistol too. Lock-On 2 is pretty good with a handgun. But
0: I'm just thinking of that scene of in Destiny of Atheron on the firing range, and I don't know
1: if anyone, um, he's like literally enhanced but beyond human limits for combat. Even so, we see him on the range with a gun, but we don't really, we only ever get one shot of him in combat with a handgun.
2: Is it Hero Yui? <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I know does we Hero ever wh-
1: actually use a handgun? Like, does he ever he, actually fire it? He, he holds one a lot. He shoots. <laughs> he, he points it at Relina, but like, that's just their thing. Yeah, I was gonna like, say,
0: Kevin and I have pointed out he's very bad at shooting people with a handgun. He does make a suicide pact with trays
1: at one point and just not do it. It's <laughs> a, it's kind of a hard question because it's basically <laughs> which, which <laughs> Gundam. It, it's basically which Gundam pilot or which pilot is best
2: on in ground? Like, who's the best on the ground? Char sure, Aznable. Do you remember those hip rocket launchers? Of course it's shark.
1: I was going to say think- Ram but he did get shot. I was thinking specifically, <laughs> I'm like, you know, best pilot in ground effect. And I was like, no, it's a duo, or not duo. It's it's totally uh, uh, Domo, but then he doesn't actually use a handgun. He just can catch bullets. <laughs> I mean,
2: if we're being really accurate here, it's probably uh, the druggies in Destiny, because they murder a bunch of dudes straight up. They that that murder true. scrubs. But they do it very efficiently. They're like the only professionally trained assassins outside of a mobile suit. Yeah, but Lockon
1: see. is the only one who gets a main character with a handgun. That's
2: fair. He's the only one who gets a guy with a name
1: with a handgun.
2: Seth's shoots shoot stuff a lot, but he doesn't actually... He's not...
0: Oh, is it Sanchez? Are we just missing oh, the obvious?
2: Yeah, it oh, might it's, be Sanchez. I, yeah. I think
1: it is Sanchez.
2: Yeah, no, that's actually his whole thing. That's one of his things. Yeah, well, that and the goatee. Those are his two things, guns and goatees.
1: <laughs> we got one last
0: question from J.L. Albert, which is, best handgun to give to a Gundam pilot? To that I say, repeal the Second Amendment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think probably in 1911, because those fucking things will never break. I they're know. still They're still using them. They were built in 1911. I know nothing about. Yeah, that's what I guns, said. So <laughs> I I know very little about guns, to be entirely honest. Oh,
2: the golden gun. Um, there's a stupid tech guns in Double O. No, uh, a revolver.
1: Give them like a. a they're revolver. not ocelots. Yeah,
2: but it would be funny. Thank you for those. Qu- oh no, we have an email question as well. Um, it's less of a question and more of a comment. Um, <laughs> just a long. Close form. enough. Uh, so we got like at the last minute we got a comment, uh, from or an email from Rosal. Um. A listener in Slovenia, uh, which he calls Chicken Shaped, which I find hilarious. We are accurate. conquering the world one listener at a time. Yep. Uh, Another a, country added to the conquest. We have a surprisingly international listener base, but I think it's because it's such a niche subject.
1: I think it's a lot of expatriates, too. That, which is that rad. And true. hi, everybody. I love so, all of you.
2: Yeah, so this was mostly um, we, we accidentally got them to watch Seed for the fifth time and Destiny for the fourth time. Um,
1: Ow, why are you watching Destiny that many
2: times?
0: I think I've watched it that many times now.
2: Yep. Yeah, I've the, watched I guess I technically've watched it 3 times. The rest of this if I was to phrase it in the form of a question is have we looked at the manga for Awakening of a Trailblazer, which is alternately Awakening of a Trail or of the Trailblazer and A Awakening of the Trailblazer, which mean two different things.
0: I mean, I think that's on purpose to be ambiguous.
2: That's fair. But yeah, anyway, in that uh, Setsuna comes up and guesses who over Marina's eyes and then they get married and Rosal thinks that Marina's dress is giant. I think it is a perfectly reasonably sized dress. I am sorry. that That's a perfectly reasonable wedding dress.
1: From the shot that you showed me, I think I agree with Tyler.
2: But yeah, uh, no, there was that was other than that, it was just like, thanks for the podcast. Enjoy it. And hey, thanks for sending us an email. Also enjoy that. Thank you uh, for listening. Yeah, no, I actually very much appreciate it. I, lo- I love getting fan mail. It just doesn't happen very often. So <laughs> I love talking to everybody who's on the Discord. Yep. All right, Tyler.
0: What's your high point for Gundam 00?
2: What is my high point for all of Gundam 00? Um, there are lots of good moments. I may, I'm, I'm going to say a thing, and then you can come back to me after everyone else goes and see if I have updated my opinion. I think it might actually be original lock-on going out. Um, just c- kind of that whole scene.
1: Zach, I was giving some thought to this, and I think it might be the first time Setsuna goes in Trans and Bullshit Powers. Pretty and good. Saji and Louise realize each other is on the field and on opposite sides. Like, oh, that? Okay, I, yeah. I absolutely love that part because there's just that level of
2: what are you doing here? I That's like almost verbatim the name of the episode, and too. It it's like, the, why are
1: you on the battlefield? And it kicks off like the the real spiral point for their arcs.
0: I'm going to go with the last time Setsuna uses his bullshit Shonen powers in the series when he's like, that's not going to happen after he sits the flashbacks or not flashbacks, but he sees everybody dying and he Shonen wills himself into extra
1: Shonen bullshit mode to defeat ribbons. I think I would give a a, a honorable mention to the Kaya what now (laughs) moment with Sachez and and, uh, Setsuna.
2: One of my favorite honorable mentions is also that time Sumuragi was like, "What if we just splash water on it, and <laughs> and that works?"
0: Yeah, I guess if I we're doing honorable mentions, mine would be to like I said before, Saji in the cockpit of the Devil Ariser about to steal
2: it and realizing what he's doing. Yeah, and realizing really that he can't
1: do it. That is a really good moment,
2: mostly because like it echoes so many times. I love it. What is your low point, Tyler? Oh boy, um, man, that's gonna be really hard. The Trinities, just generally, the all the, their entire thing, just don't like them very much.
0: Don't like their crush on Neo. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Does she have another name other than Trinity? Who? I don't think so. No,
0: they only have one name. Okay. She must have had a slave name in air quotes. In yeah. The Matrix. She has one in Matrix Four, but I don't remember what it
2: is. Oh no, I wanted a I wanted a band name like Neo and the Trinities or something, but no, just like. Actually, um, if I'm going to choose a specific thing, it's the awkward flirting scene uh, between uh, Naina and Setsuna. I mean, that's <laughs> hilarious. Kind of.
0: It's always funny when you ignore a guy's consent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach, what's your low point?
1: I think my low point might be just second half Hallelujah.
2: Yeah, th- there was a lot of stuff they could have d- alleluia, done. Hallelujah, go over there and protect them. Hallelujah, you're all of g- out of missiles.
1: Off, alleluia, go off screen, go do something else. Alleluia, sit in the ship and press the transam button when Mom tells you to. I feel Alleluia was kind of a wasted character in the second half, so that'd be my low point.
2: Oh, I, I forgot another runner-up high point is uh, tea time with Sergey. Uh, <laughs> sweater time, sweater time with Sergey, <laughs> Mister Sergey or Mister Smirnov's neighborhood. There I was trying to get there. I was trying <laughs> to get there.
0: We were on the same page. I'm gonna go with Chun Li, especially her revelation of her motivation.
2: Also, I guess just kind of Alejandro Corner. He didn't really have a satisfying conclusion. He really did kind
1: of feel like they were like, we don't know if we're going to have a second half, so we need a big bad right here.
2: We made Zack play Final Fantasy VI at some point, right? We did. Yeah, Alejandro's just the emperor. I don't know if he got that far. I probably didn't. The emperor in Final Fantasy VI is like the big bad, and he's been built up the entire time. And then Kefka, the goddamn court jester, just hucks him off a cliff, and he's like, I'm the big bad now! And then he's actually the boss for the rest of the game.
0: And then Dancing Mad is the best song
2: humanity has ever written. (laughs) Tyler. Who is the MVP of Gundam 00? Um, You know, I think we actually talked about this, and I don't remember. I th- It's got to be Setsuna, right? It's got to be Setsuna.
0: In the same way it has to be whoever the quarterback is, absolutely.
2: Um, Yeah, I think uh, second place I think is probably Saji. I feel like we gave him a lot of MVPs in the second half. Sumuragi's probably up there.
0: Zach, who's the MVP mm. of Gundam 00? I think it
2: kind of does end up
1: being su- uh, Setsuna because of over the entire series, Like, I think it has to be Setsuna with a runner-up for Saji. Because of how much saji drives in the second
2: half that is what i'm assuming as well
0: yeah i really don't think you can give it any other way i'm just talk- i just want to say talking about uh feelings oh, we- we oh get no numbers? i
2: thought you- yeah i thought you were talking about numbers who's uh-huh. who's the uh well no i agree actually. overall
0: i don't necessarily think it's fair to characters to go with overall totals just because of the season division and characters not showing up in one or the other, but in the entrance of number of running numbers, the third most valuable player by the numbers with 12 MVPs is Saji Crossroad. Okay. The second most valuable character with 13 MVPs is Sergei Smirnov. Yeah, okay, that's right. Well, he
1: does a lot more in the first season, so yep. that makes a lot of sense. The most valuable player with 20 MVPs wow. is okay.
0: Setsuna FCA. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i mean i think you're right on that because of how much sergey does in the first half as well because he probably notched a couple of uh couple mvps in the first half before he goes out and saji doesn't i don't think saji gets any oh i think saji maybe got one after louise lost her hand
2: oh that's if we could give an mvp and then on a scale of one to five like saji got some five point mvps for sure i don't think sergey ever got a five point mvp
0: uh one of the power rangers podcasts i listened to they change their rating scale for episodes every season but the current one is a number between 1 and 12, because that's the scale wind is measured by, and a Ninja Turtle, because they're doing Power Rangers Ninja Storm. So, like, the second most recent like a 7 Michelangelo? <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: that's pretty mediocre, I feel, yeah.
0: So a very close fourth with 11 MVPs, and then it drops off pretty far from there. I guess it drops off to 9, but that feels like a big drop. Yeah. Well, I
1: feel like most of the characters after that are characters that either don't like stand out very much or characters that are dead.
0: Yeah, Sumaragi gets nine and then Graham has eight despite not getting a single one in the second half. He does a lot in the first half though. I mean, yeah, He's hey, such
1: a
2: great character in the first half.
0: I forgot high point uh, runner up to uh, Too Bad I'm an Unreasonable Man. Oh yeah, uh, I completely
2: yeah. forgot about that. Like a Virgo. Um, a joke that I think only we picked up on or that we made.
0: I It's obviously there but only when you give it as much attention as we do, I think. Yep. Yeah, anything else you guys want to ask about MVP stuff? I all oh, I didn't count the movie MVPs in there. Setson is actually even higher if we give him his
1: movie MVPs. <laughs> well, it's because he's the only one that does anything so, in it. So movie.
0: is Graham. Graham got two MVPs in the movie. Setson, I got two. Yeah. A- anything else you guys want to know about this this shiny MVP spreadsheet I have?
2: Um, Who was the least MVP'd who got at least one?
0: I think we got a w-
1: bunch of one-hit wonders. So
2: I believe it to- was the... The minister of Taribia yep, because you and minister Jeremy
0: gave him one. No, Tyler gave him one. I did not give him one. Oh, I <laughs> think the Prime the Minister of Tarivia, Lockon's Haro. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. Regina Rajete. Ribbons all mark.
2: <laughs> for killing Alejandro. Um, I don't actually Sheeran Shirin there. Fear. Really, what did Shirin get one? <laughs> you gave it to her. I why? Did you mark who gave him?
0: Yeah, I marked who gave uh who gave people one. Uh, paying Hercury. Andre Smirnov, how did Andre get one? I think I gave him
2: one. I can see how Hercury got one though.
0: Yeah, our, that's the one hit Wonder Club.
2: Okay, I'm surprised Andre only got one, but also well, he I'm doesn't not, really do anything. Yeah, I'm also not surprised at all that he only got one.
0: <laughs> Ribbons is the one who only got one that surprises me, and on that episode, I was gonna give it to um, Sachez, and I forgot who I was gonna give it to, and Panic gave it to Ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> all right, do we have any final thoughts on Gundam Double
1: I don't think I've got anything.
2: Yeah, I was going to say I think we pretty well talked through it. Again, though, would recommend.
1: Yeah, it's while well, we we said it's not quite as good as Gundam Seed or we don't think it is, it is still definitely worth a watch. Next up, we will be covering Gundam Build
0: Fighters, which is very different. It's kind of not a Gundam series in that it's not about a shitty teenager, and it doesn't have a lot of the sci-fi stuff. It's very enjoyable, though. I feel like it's going to be a very different tone, judging by what we've done with it so far.
2: Uh, yeah, as I say, that said, every single episode we've watched so far, I, I don't know. It's just been a very enjoyable ride. It's more so. of,
1: like, more laid back. It's kind of like watching Build Divers, but being good. <laughs>
2: exactly. And, like, Build Divers would have been a cool, good chill show if it was good. If it would also stop trying to sell me a goddamn MMO that doesn't exist. Yeah, it sounds like a cool MMO. I wish it existed. <laughs> we hope you'll join us for that. Thank you very much for listening to our Gundam double coverage. We
0: will be back with Gundam Build Fighters, Episode 1. Sayin Reiji. Podcast ended.